And welcome, my friends. This is the Rise to the Top, the number one show for mediapreneurs. I'm David Simon Garland. Welcome, 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 welcome. If you are, you know, having your online media platform and you're a personal brand expert, you know, blogger, et cetera, and you're looking to build that audience and make more money and help more people and just freaking dominate, you are in the right spot. So got something a little bit different going on today. And uh, first of all, <laughs> a few different reasons for it. I'll talk to you in a second. But um, I'm actually going to be joined by my dad, Randy Garland, who is the VP of the Rise to Top here uh, in a few seconds, just for kind of a casual conversation and catch up. You know, we're, we're here. We're wrapping up um, Q1 here in 2013 and took a few of your questions from Facebook and uh, a few other kind of cool topics that you guys want to know about and just had a real, you know, kind of fly on the wall conversation here and it's something a little bit different and I think you're going to enjoy it. So that's going to be coming up uh, right now on the show. Now, before we do get started, I, I want to note that we, you know, I'm a man of my word. We gave away the iPad, uh, the Citrix Online, you know, custom made Rise Top iPad. Um, we, I did a little post about that. You can check that out on the risetop.com. Uh, but I want to thank, we literally had thousands and thousands of entries for the iPad tweeting on Twitter and, and it was just a blast. So I think I'm going to talk them into giving me another iPad at some point that we can give away. So I'll work on that, uh, for you guys. But, you know, in the meantime, I, I do want to talk about our sponsor just very briefly, go to meeting, uh, from Citrix Online. And, you know, it's interesting is that, Actually, this week, we've been going through a big software change in our business. We've been changing a bunch of different things around, and I've been meeting with uh, you know, this guy who's helping us um, with the software, and you know, we do all the meetings on GoToMeeting, so we can go on there. He can show me a screen. We can, we can work through this kind of stuff uh, on a really, really stable platform, so it's a very, very easy way to have online meetings. You can have the video on. You can have it off, however you want to do it, um, so check it out. I've got a free trial for you, 45 days free. All you have to do is go to the rise to top.com slash go to meeting. You'll go on there and you're going to see, you know, a photo and you're going to see that 45 day free trial. So check that out. And now here's today's episode. All right, my friends. So uh, we're doing a, uh, I would call it the super special epic edition of the rise to top today because I'll explain why we're doing it in a second. I'll, I'll explain a fake reason and I'll explain a, uh, a real reason. Um, but we're going to do a little behind the scenes show today. And I am joined by the one, the only, the very handsome. Uh, he looks just like his son. It's Randy Garland, VP of the Rise of Top. Welcome, Dad, to the show. Thank you very much, and hello, Rise Nation. All right, so two reasons why we're doing this today. Number one, we thought it'd be fun uh, just to do like a random kind of catch-up episode and, you know, a little bit behind the scenes. And also, we are in the middle of this transition right now um, where we're switching all our stuff over to a software program called Office Autopilot for like, you know, emails and shopping carts, and all that kind of stuff. And dad, you've been in business long enough. You know that uh, transitions take a little bit. Oh, brother. Yeah, but it's going, it's going, <laughs> uh, it's going smooth as sandpaper. So, you know, I got to give them credit. They're, they're trying their, their butts. I mean, we have a lot of people that are getting moved over and shopping carts and products and systems. And, you know, it, I, I wake up, you know, with a cold sweat, uh, every night but other than that we're in pretty good shape right well historically they're they're always a tough situation when you're transferring all that data but uh i, th I think you'll you'll make it david all right so we'll see so all right so lots of stuff i might um lots of stuff going on here we're, we're gonna just kind of take a few questions that came in on facebook as well but actually you know dad question for you here uh as we get started is a lot of people don't know much about your background in general in business because you know you came here uh, September 2012 on for the rise to the top and a lot of people don't know what you were doing before then 
Um, so what, what, what were you doing before then? Well, my background uh, is in the uh, contract packaging world. I was vice president of operations for a company here in St. Louis for over 20 years and uh, was involved in all the operations uh, administratively, manufacturing-wise, uh, hired and unfortunately had to fire everybody in the organization as, as the case would be. Everybody? Was, you fired everybody? Well, not everybody, but, <laughs> but, but every, I was the one. I, 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 I was the hatchet man. Really? You had to be the hatchet? I didn't even know. Yeah. Well, I guess I knew that. I guess I knew that. And I, would, the hatchet man. and I would say of all the things that I've done in business, that's the that's the hardest uh, I could, uh, we could spend hours on the various stories of people, but uh, that that's the most difficult. But um, I, I come to my background and come to David with a, a real focus on the customer. Now, every company says they have a focus on the customer. They know the customer. They take care of the customer. But we know, and Rise Nation knows, that that's not always the case. Uh, people, you know, uh, they talk the uh, talk, but they don't walk the walk. And... Um, uh, I think that's one of the, the main things that I, I'm able to, to bring for David behind the scenes is taking care of each and every customer, uh, treating them the way they want to be treated, over-delivering, uh, and taking care of their every need and want. I think you just covered 86 cliches, by the way, in three sentences there. Any well, more, any more cliches? That well, we could, we you could know, I'm there? just getting warmed up. Uh, yeah, I'm just getting warmed. The customers up. always right. No, they're they're rarely right. Um, but uh, let's, you know, uh, that's an interesting challenge though, though, of kind of having a mediapreneur business. You know, that we we talked about before. Um, you know, through guests on the show and things like that, is that you know a lot of times when you're a mediapreneur and you're you know creating awesome content and creating products and stuff like that, uh, it's it you, you do not have a big team by any means. Um, and, that, and that's an understatement. It could be just you by yourself. It could be you, you know, the couple contractors. It could be you, you know, with maybe an employee, maybe, you know what I mean? But the problem is as you expand from, you know, just let's say writing or creating a show or whatever the things are that you could probably do by yourself um, and you start expanding to offering people, you know, products and services, which is very different than offering up sponsorships and ads, right? So when you, when you start to have products and services, you start to have, shockingly, customers right and with that comes a you know responsibility of taking care of people because you got to realize a lot of mediapreneurs and, and you might fall in this category for those you know listen to this that people struggle big time with kind of the service after the sale if you will because they're you know moving on to the next thing or they're not used to doing it and I got to tell you when I was first doing stuff I had to do everything. I was trying to do the customer service. I was trying to do new products. I was trying to do the content. I was trying to, you know, talk with fans. You just can't, you know, it's hard to scale that up over oh, time. Oh, absolutely. And and people, uh, people slash customers are so appreciative of service. Yeah. Just think about oh, totally. uh, in your in your in your daily life as you as you go through whatever you're going through. Uh, just you know, going into a store, being taken care of, or whatever it might be, when you are going to a restaurant and getting wonderful service, if you get service, many times it's a shock and a surprise. And I know uh, if I get that type of service when I'm out in the real world walking around doing things, uh, I always go to the, the manager or the person in charge and express my appreciation because in today's world, that, that, that old school type of service and taking care of the customer seems to have gone by the wayside. I mean, there's partial situations but not 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 the the true genuine authentic uh 
customer service and relations. Right. And also, by the way, it, it, you know, occasionally you're going to get the uh, cranky customer, which is going to happen with anyone in any business, and especially on the internet, you're going to get that stuff too. And, and, you know, as, you know, a business owner, um, that stuff can be real draining if you're going to deal with it yourself. Oh, you know absolutely. what I'm saying? It just can be because it just, you know, it, it does not create for the confidence. It's not great for anything. But, you know, a lot of times having someone to go in there and diffuse. And it's funny, though, a lot of angry or frustrated people, it's just like they just kind of want to be heard a little bit and then they kind of exactly. go back to normal. But, you know, interesting, interesting topic there. So Ian uh, wrote something here on Facebook. Uh, and this is interesting because he literally wrote it, I, I don't know, it says here 20 minutes ago and it had a bunch of likes, which means people want us to talk about that today. Um, so Ian says, how did you go from a few good posts with an audience, I'm putting that in quotes, air quotes, a few good posts with an audience, to having constant and large audience? Uh, I'm getting good interviews, so Ian has an interview show, seem to be getting good views, but no real audience interaction. I don't know how to take it to the next level. Uh, you know, that that's an interesting question in general. Um, you know, uh, there, there's a few things. I mean, you know, when I was starting out, for, first of all, the first two to three years that I was doing this, uh, you know, two-ish years especially, were one big massive experiment. You know, I mean, it was it was trying everything, seeing what worked, seeing what didn't work, you know, not having the world's greatest game plan, spending lots of time on stuff and, and kind of seeing how we go. Um, the, the reason, though, that, you know, the audience kind of built over time was a few different things. I mean, number one, it's you know, it's sort of a battle of time. So meaning, you know, just creating over and over and over again and people start to know when to show up and all that kind of stuff. It's just being consistent. You know, I haven't missed a show in like five years. Um, meaning, you know, even today when we didn't ha really have a show, <laughs> you, know you know what I'm saying? We, we, we do something. So, you know, consistency was a big, big thing. Another thing was that, you know, I... I I tried to focus, especially in the early days, um, really, really interacting with, you know, fans. And, and I yep. still do that to Absolutely. this day. Because people start as, they're not really fans, right? They start as kind of, they found you or they came in and they're kind of like, oh, this is interesting or whatever. Maybe I'll leave a comment or maybe I'll send them an email or something like that. And, you know, and especially in the early days, you know, I would, like someone asked me a question via email you know, because I had nothing better to do either. But I, someone would ask me a question via email. I, I, I'd send them like war and peace back. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, like I would, I would be so excited that someone sent me a, a, a question. But, you know, I think when, when it was starting, it was, you know, tons of interaction. And I still do that. You know, I still try to get in there and do, do a lot of interaction. I mean, really who I learned that from was Gary Vaynerchuk, um, who when he built Wine Library TV uh, and he was doing this, you know, he kept saying like, this is a hands-on experience that you're going to have here. I mean, this is like you got to go in there and get to know every single one of your audience and customers. So there, wa there wasn't really a, a like flipping point other than the fact that, you know, I kept going and looking for opportunities to expand the audience. You know what I mean? It, wa it wasn't really like, oh, it just turned on one day. It was, just, it was just keep creating content, doing lots of guest posting and blogging, you know, outside the site. Uh, getting to know people, running local events in St. Louis, um, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. You know, it, it takes a time. It takes time to build an audience. Yeah, and David, don't you think that? It, and this again could could sound uh, trite, but but listening to your audience, even if you have, you know, not the largest audience or the largest list, listening to what they want. And then providing that, I think, is critical, and I think that's something that you've done so often. You know, people are good talkers, 
but what about the listening aspect? And that's going to lead you and give you kind of a, a directional map as to how your personal branding or your show may may follow. Right. And, and, and Ian, another another thought here on this too. Um, you're not getting real audience interaction. Are you asking for audience interaction? So meaning, like, I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's so true. Like, so meaning, you know, if you go on, I don't know, you know, on Facebook or something like that, wherever, wherever you're building your audience, you know, around your show, are you asking them to comment? Are you asking them what they think? Are you coming across as, you know, here's this content and now goodbye? Or is it like, hey, leave your thoughts or, you know, do things like that? I mean, you know, doing, having people be a part of it, um, is, you know, people, it, people will do what you tell them in a lot of cases, um, you know, when it, when it comes down to this kind of stuff. So meaning, and one one last thing, David, if I may interrupt, is that okay? Yeah. Uh, is get out of here. I, no I, interrupting. I, I think one thing that you did, and 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 I think it's something that's a rather simple thing that people can do, is you made your show, you made your business fun. Yeah. And I think that's very very important. I mean, because sometimes, let's face it, the the topics that we're talking about are a little bit dry that aren't exactly right. You know, I mean, you know, you could watch. Uh, you know, paint uh, dry. So yeah, I mean, speak. it'd be a lot more fun to do like you know, cooking or sports or something like, that. like business. Inherently, yeah, isn't like the world's most fun. Right. In the so, so, mankind, so you know? throwing that in there, I think, is something, and everybody can do that and make that make make people uh, want to come back. Right. And, you know, even though you you may be providing great content, you know, making it fun and making it exciting. You know, not going outside your own personality, but just making it fun. Yeah, and it's funny because Megan here also asked a very similar question in a different way. She said, you know, David, at the beginning when you when you don't have a large fan base, at what point did you start seeing a drastic difference in traffic and loyal followers of the Rise to the Top, or was it just a gradual increase that happened over time? And the answer uh, is the gradual increase. I mean, I mean, it really is. It wasn't like you wake up one day and you're like, oh, God, it just went from X to X because, you know, it just went from, you know, 20 people to 10,000 because, you know, I was on the Today Show, right? It, 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 because I wasn't on the Today Show. It wasn't any of that case. You know, a lot of people where they struggle with this kind of stuff is the lack of patience. Do you know what I mean? And I understand because I have a lack of patience, right? So I'm not sitting here being like, I'm a patient person. I'm not a patient person by any means. But meaning like, I, I viewed this as a long-term, you know, process and not something where, you know, God, I, if this better happen in six months or even eight months or even a year or even two years. You know, it was very much of a long-term thinking when it came to that. So, you know, I think where people struggle, you know, as as they're building this stuff is they, they just don't have the patience um, of, you know, going from one fan yeah. to I, two I, fans I, to I, three fans, I you think, know? I think you can use the analogy, you know, of weight loss you know you've oh, got yeah, exactly. you've got you've got to get Great started you, you got to get started you know you don't necessarily see the results at the beginning but over time consistently you know giving that the, the content that people are looking for and doing it in a fun fashion and you know being responsible taking care of your customers listening uh, over time it it's you know it happens but if you're looking for it you know a week or two or a month or in some cases even a year in and the other thing I'd like to mention, too, is that we're all indoctrinated and we hear it all the time, you know, about large, 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 whether it be big lists, whether it be big customer following. That is not necessarily where you have to be. You can yep. you know, niche it down to, to a, you know, as, as Gary Vaynerchuk would say, you know, the eyeballs that, that are quality, that are following right. you, that want you, want what you're providing, and you can do a lot with that. The, the idea of looking ahead and, 
you know, going back to the weight uh, analogy and saying, oh, gosh, I'm going to be so slim here and everything. You don't have to have and look and say, boy, I need a million people on my list. Right, right. It just, it's unrealistic. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, and I have to blame a lot of times those sort of traditional internet marketers when it comes to that kind of stuff because people love to brag that they've got this, you know, 100,000 person list or they've got this, you know, huge massive list and, and, or following your subscribers, whatever it is. And can pr- provide results in a, in a very, yeah, you know, like and, in a week know, or two. overnight success and that's just not the reality of it. I mean, I think what we're going to be seeing a lot more of is very hyper niche stuff, um, you know, where, you know, people have 500 fans but they're, super passionate, crazy, Royal. cool fans. Because, you know, I'm telling you right now, if you're creating awesome stuff for, let's say, 500 people, right? I don't know. And you cut that in half, 250 people. Let's go 250 people, okay? I don't think there's a person listening to this right now that couldn't create a fan base over time of 250 people. Is that fair? Uh, absolutely. I mean, how many people are there in the, in the world? There's like a billion <laughs> people, right? Like, you, we can get you 250 people that are going to be your loyal fans, right? I mean, let's just, let's just, let's just say that. Now... Let's take a step back here for, from that for a second. 250 people. Now, picturing that you're on stage somewhere. You're in, uh, on stage at you know, a conference or something like that where you know, you've really wanted to speak and you've really wanted to dominate, and there's 250 people in the audience. That's a nice crowd. Oh, let's, let's start with that way. That, that's a nice crowd. So let's not downplay these numbers here, right? Now, the challenge, though, and this is something I've talked about a lot, is that you're not going to be able to do a traditional media business model with 250 people, right? Nor should you aim to be that. So meaning, you know, if you go to a sponsor or an advertiser and you say you got 250 people, even if they're 250 rocket scientists and, you know, someone's got rocket science fuel uh, that they want to sell, it just, the numbers for them aren't going to make sense. But I've seen, you know, you can create a six-figure business from 250 people. Oh. I mean, that could be a six-figure business, you know, whether it's creating courses whether it's creating, you know, different digital products or coaching or programs or something for those people. Um, it's, it's about having the right people, not necessarily the large amount of people. So, you know, what's interesting now is that when I started, uh, you know, and I would do this slightly differently now, you know, I was kind of firing the cannon, if you will. So meaning like trying to be everywhere and sort of, you know, figure it out as we go. And now we've niched down you know, drastically to, you know, mediapreneurs and mediapreneurship, it, 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 but it changes it in a good way because now you, you really quickly know who your people are or who you're not, you know, and, and it just seems to be one of the kind of struggling points, if you will. Yeah, and, and it evolves over time. You have to be able to pivot. You have to be able to, to, to you know, not be stagnant with your, your thought process because it's a constantly evolving situation. I mean, uh, there's, there's certain things that uh, people will comment on and say, gee, you know, I want to stay the course. I, I want to be consistent and everything. But there is something to be said for. Is something, you know, it appears to be an opportunity to jump on it, take the risk, and, you you know, and, and, and make those sort of uh, realistic decisions that can help your business. Oh, yeah. And by the way, someone asked you, we have to answer this one, Dad. Someone asking, Bonnie was asking about your alias, so you're known as the Tron, right? That's your nickname that, you, uh, that you're stuck with. Um, so, do, should I tell the story? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so <laughs> I was, I was uh, what, 15, somewhere yeah, on there? Yeah, I think 14 15 or 15. years old. And I came up with this crazy idea that only I could talk you into, right? Which was to use our spare bedroom in the house and board a hockey player there. So, R2. Yeah, or two. We ended up with two. But it was a junior A hockey player. Um, 
you know, that played in St. Louis. They were all from out of town, and they lived with families. It, and this particular hockey player lived in Cheyenne, Wyoming. The yes. only hockey player that yeah. ever come out of Cheyenne, yeah, Wyoming. Yeah, Wyoming, and he went right back there afterwards. <laughs> but uh, he, so basically, we boarded a hockey player um, at our house when I was about 15 years old, who was, how old was he, like 20, 21, something like that? Yeah. Somewhere yeah. around there. So, you know, a, a, on the Junior A team here. And then I think about halfway through the season that we ended up with two. Exactly. Somehow because someone got kicked out of their house <laughs> and we ended up with him. And that kid didn't wash his sheets. Oh, yeah. He, we, we had a bonfire after he yeah, was gone. We, 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 we lit him up. He didn't. Uh, he literally didn't wash his se- sheets for right, right, five months. Five months. And played hockey. <laughs> so you can only imagine. That's <laughs> ridiculous. He literally did not wash his sheets for five months. So, so anyway, these players, they, they played hockey during the day. And they basically did nothing the rest of the time. Like, they were supposed to be doing Video stuff. games. Video games and eating, yeah. right? Video games and eating were the thing. And they came up with a nickname for Dad because he's always excited. Um, and if you, if you saw him here in real life, he's always excited, high energy. And so they called him the Electron, which was then shortened to the Tron. Right. And, and later a movie came out. They didn't ask me to star in it, but called the Tron. Right. Right, and so uh, ever since that day, I've tried to brand him as the Tron, and that, and that's where that came from. You, you got the story right. There it is. So there 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 is a far longer version of the story of where of where the name the the Tron came from. Uh, let's see. Uh, Andreas was asking about a behind the scenes look of everyday business for us, not just the good stuff, um, but what else happens. Well, well, I think think you covered it here a little bit with this conversion. That's enough to put some gray hair on your head. Well, it's funny because I was talking yesterday with Michael Port, you know, and and actually he's coming up on the show. I don't know. I think we're going to air it about uh, two weeks, somewhere around there, maybe two, two or three weeks. So Michael Port, he wrote, you know, uh, Book Yourself Solid, great guy. And, you know, we were talking about this, and I I think it's so true. It's like people start with an idea for a business, right? A lot of times they're going to say, okay, let's just use an example. I'm going to sell information products. So I'm going to sell, you know, books and courses and things like that. They come up with that idea. And but at the end of the day, to have success at that, your business very little of the time is going to be actually creating those products. Like it's going to be a certain period obviously to create those products, but it's marketing. It's coming up with the systems for those products. It's it's like making sure your credit card processing works and your 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 you know all these logistical things. And I don't mean this to scare anyone, but I'm saying you know a business is a business. It's not just that you're gonna sit there and be like, oh, here's my product, and you're just gonna pass it off and go into the sunset. So there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that kind of makes the rise to the top go. Um, and you know the software transition is interesting because. Um, you know, it's one of those things where I looked at it and I was excited about it. I am excited about Office Autopilot cause just because it, it does a lot of different things. But I knew also it was going to be a pain period to figure it out. Meaning, huh. like, you know, they're doing, you know, they're, they're, it's not like I'm sitting, well, I am sitting here freaking out about it. But it's, it's, there's, there's a period where, you know, you have to kind of stop what you're doing and really focus on it. And it's boring stuff. Do you, know what I mean? well, you, you just got you got to do it. it it's it's the analogy is it's like cleaning out your garage. You know, you sit there and you say, ah, oh, you know, I, I one day I'll get to it. You get to it. You know, it'll streamline things. You'll know where everything is. It'll be you'll be better off. But you've got to make a humongous mess and pull everything out 
and then put it all back in place, which takes time. And this is all behind the scenes that, you know, no one is seeing. That's It's kind of the, the, the dirty work, the grunt work. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, there's there's stuff like that. I mean, you know, behind scenes stuff for us, I mean, it's not that exciting. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it's not like, you, you know, you sit here and talk about it. It's just, you know, it's figuring out products and programs. It's, it's you know, creating content. It's it's talking with, you know, partners and friends and, and uh, you know, there's not, there's, I don't know, there's not, not a ton to it, honestly, if you will. Yeah, that's right. You know, fair to say. So, all right, let me see if there's any other burning stuff on here. Um, let's see. James Hahn asked a question that I'm going to dodge, but I'm going to I'm going to read it out anyway. I'm not going to give you the I'm not going to give you the actual numbers, but I'm going to tell you ballpark. Uh, so James was saying, how much revenue did you bring in for 2012, and how has that number grown over the the last three years? So I'm not going to tell you how much revenue I specifically brought in. Uh, if you want to learn about someone that's talking about the revenue all the time, it's Pat Flynn. Go over to smartpassiveincome.com. Check out what he has to say. So I'm not going to talk about actual numbers. Um, I can tell you this. Uh, multiple six figures in 2012. Multiple six figures. And we doubled. Doubled, yeah. Pretty much doubled. Maybe even a little more. At least doubled from 2011 to 2012. And doubled the year before that, too. So every year we've doubled um, over the last three years. And I would say that this year, we'll, I, I hope, I hope um, we double again, you know. But, but I, I want to caution James a little bit here, uh, pointing my finger at him, that as important as the, uh, the, the, the money is, and it is very important, makes the, the little engine uh, roll, that uh, you... You can't make that your total focus. Um, and I, I know, obviously, you're only asking one question here because there's so much more that goes into it. We we're just talking about the behind the scenes, but more also the the satisfaction of taking care of the customer, seeing customers grow, seeing customers grow their business uh, is incredibly rewarding. And, you know, taking care of the community, and that's something I'm going to brag on David here a little bit. He'll probably shoot me afterwards. Go easy, David. But... Uh, you know, the, the, the content given oh, yeah. over the years, the, the 350 interviews on the rise to the top that people still talk about today, which is so very rewarding when someone, you know, drops a note and says, you know, I, I, I can't believe this. You know, what, you know, it's really kind of amazing stuff. So it all kind of goes together. Um, and obviously the, the monetary part of it is very important, but it, it is only one aspect of it to make it make you a truly successful business person. Yeah, I mean, and I think I like to look at it a few different ways. I mean, revenue is important, obviously. Um, Got to have revenue. Uh, and I like to, you know, that we're doing better now than we were doing, you know, which is always always a good thing. Um, and, you know, the, I love being, because what we're really in is the results business, right? So, like, meaning the, the best thing that can happen is someone takes, you know, create awesome interviews or, you know, uh, steal the rise look or the talk to the top you know, training sessions or, you know, the stuff I'm working out on right now with Create Awesome Online Courses, they take it and they actually do it, right? They actually do it and they get results because nothing frustrates me more than people that buy a product and then don't use it. Do you know what I mean? So, it, 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 you know, don't implement it. So, you know, when, when I get the emails from people that are like, oh, you know, here it is and here's my show and look what's going on. I mean, that's the stuff that's really cool. And the other thing though, James, I think that's important more than revenue, uh, is sort of the freedom aspect too, because a lot of people get into this business for 
you know, many reasons, but it's not just about revenue. I, in my opinion, another thing I want to measure is kind of freedom, right? And, and freedom and stress level uh, is very important to me. So, you know, over the last few years, being able to do a complete fitness transformation, um, you know, all that kind of jazz um, is, is super important as well, as well as having plenty of free time and all that kind of stuff. What are you listening to? Is someone vacuuming? Is that what you're hearing? Yeah, I heard the vacuuming, and then what happened to your screen? No, don't worry. All right, we, we always have stuff going on over here. We got vacuuming out in the hall, and we've got a, a screen going crazy <laughs> here on the computer. But, um, you know, good questions today, guys. I just, you know, really wanted to kind of hop in with, with Dad here and just kind of do like a little, you know, behind-the-scenes thing and just say hi and, and hang out with for a little bit because, you know, I think, it's, I think it's important just to kind of get a scope as to what's going on and just, uh, you know, having a casual coffee with you guys here and not really having a, a big agenda or, you know, anything like that. And I hope you guys enjoyed that. As always, uh, leave comments below. And by the way, that's a lesson for you right there, Ian, right? It, leave exactly. comments below um, in the show notes. I want to see how you like this episode. Just kind of a casual hangout and picked up anything from it or enjoyed it. And uh, maybe it got you through a workout or got you to a drive somewhere or something like that as well. I know a lot of people take this stuff uh, on the road. So, um, all right, folks, uh, we're going to wrap it up now. Dad, any uh, final words? Well, I just, you know, again, want to thank everybody. I've enjoyed uh, March 1st was six months with David, and it's uh, it's really been tremendous. I've enjoyed it very much, but the, the warm welcome that everybody has given me, and uh, I just, just appreciate uh, Rise Nation so much. All right, see you guys. All right, so that wraps it up. I hope you enjoyed kind of being a fly on the wall in a conversation with Dad and I here um, on the Rise to the Top. Now, a, a few uh, little reminders as we wrap up today. First of all, if you haven't already, get on the Rise VIP email list, therisetop.com slash VIP. Enter your email. You're going to get shows like this. You're going to get DSGTV on Monday and all kinds of other cool stuff. So make sure you get on the Rise VIP email list. And then also specifically... If you're a mediapreneur and you've been hustling and building your audience and you know building your online brand and you know you've got this great platform whether it's a blog or web show etc and you're like you know what I'm struggling to monetize or I have an idea for an online course and I don't know how to do it you got to get on my online course creators email list so head over to the rise slash courses and I've got lots of free content coming out I've got a course coming out I got all kinds of other stuff as well um, there's literally an incredible, incredible amount of people that are on there that are enjoying the tips that are going out. So therisetop.com slash courses. And finally, one more shout to our good friends at GoToMeeting, making the Rise to Top possible and coming to you guys free. 45-day free trial at therisetop.com slash GoToMeeting. Give it a shot. Always gets me out of uh, business issues because it's so stable and just an easy way uh, to have online meetings. Show your screen, show your webcam, show anything you want. Uh, TheRiseTop.com slash go to meeting. So I will see you next time. I'm David Simon Garland. And remember, if you want some fluff, you know what to do. Go pet a bunny. You gotta be ready, ready, ready.